conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roe.co slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. When your life goes to shit, bake it up in a calzone. When life hands you lemons, make a highly medicated jewel sorbet. <laughs> Hello. Hi, guys. It's Andy's Girls. Andy's Girls. Episode. Who's counting? I mean. I think it's a baker's dozen now. Oh, yeah, 13. Why do they call it that? Because bakers have more access to, like, eggs or something? Oh, I just I thought it was, even... like, one for good luck. Oh, is that? I, I think my <laughs> I mom told me that, which is probably a made-up thing that oh I really God. believe. Oh, my God. I'm so into it, though. I'm um, into it. I'm just going to move this. Yeah. Um, so first off, before we get started in what was, I feel like it was a crazy, there's a lot. There's a lot in OC in New York this week. Yeah. It was a lot. I had to like really ease my way <laughs> How it. many times did you watch each, epi- watch each episode? At least twice. Because I listen to them as background music. So when I'm like pretending to send professional emails, right. i.e. like not doing that. Um, I'll have them on in the background. I really watched OC in earnest. New York, I did as well. New but York, I was like, what I was the just, fuck I was confused. Okay, let's so let's toast let's first. First off, cheers, guys. Cheers. We have a new flavor. So this is a real taste test. It's Skinny Girl White Peach Margarita. Sweet Christ! Oh my God! It. Oh, it's what? very sweet. <laughs> you oh. got a sweetness? Hold on, I just brushed my teeth, so maybe my senses are off. But it's, it's very. It's like a potpourri. It smells like Bath and Body Works oh, yeah. version of white peach. Like it smells like like a Fantasyland white peach. It doesn't taste like white peach though. Hold on, let me try it again. But see, I have like an Aquafresh essence in my mouth right now. Oh God, that is not good. It tastes like grapefruit, doesn't it? I mean, I like, like grapefruit. A bad, no, I like grapefruit too, like a bad. I'm just trying to figure it out. <laughs> Damien's reading the back. <laughs> is white peach an ingredient? What's an ingredient? Death. Natural What's flavors. Skinny. <laughs> where I are want skinny to be the... I mean, where are the ingredients? Oh, it just says natural flavors? 
Oh my god, there's just a government warning about like Made not being blue agave, silver tequila, triple sec, and natural flavors. Oh my god, 1.5 fluid ounces is only 37 calories. I mean, I would continue drinking this just for that alone. I would just drink it and be like, Finn, Finn, put it in your mouth, swallow. I'm surprised that Bethany doesn't have like a message on the back of the bottle. You think she's like? I mean, it's weird that she doesn't when Ramona does, but maybe Bethany's genuinely. Do you think that was part of her? Um... Her like deal Branding. with Jack Daniels that she decided like she didn't want to have any sort of like association with, like she didn't want it to be like Bethany's skinny girl. She wanted it to just be on its own well, thing. Well, I think the reason that it's popular is that we all know who the face of Skinny Girl is, but she doesn't have it all over her shit. Like she, she puts Skinny Girl into her life as opposed to Skinny Girl putting Bethany into mm-hmm. the brand. If that makes any sense. Yeah, because it's not like she's not like a spokesperson. She's just like. She's a creator of it, but it's not like she had Bethany's Bakes back in the day, which was a failed bakery company. So maybe she learned that way. That Skinny Girl have like baked goods and like snacks now. They do have have chocolates. I mean, I do. I have popcorn literally in the cupboard right now. Lime and bullshit scented whatever, and it's delicious. Her microwave popcorn is really good. Where do you get it? Um, Fairway. You oh. can get it kind of anywhere except I think Whole Foods stopped carrying her stuff because I guess like one of her natural flavors isn't natural or something. There was a whole lawsuit. She flipped out. It was a whole fucking thing. Um, um, well, so, so this is not good. Yeah, so this, is, so this isn't a great drink and this isn't a great conversation. I think that Carol was involved in the making of this. Something mm. did not go right. All right, so well, should we talk about New York? Because I feel like I have less to say about it this week. Yeah, um, so let's talk about let's talk about New York. What so, I think is so interesting is like how New York for me, and I think for you as well, really went from being like the best season of television, and now I feel like it kind of peaked, and it, I'm just I'm less interested. I feel like it's we're, I feel like it's a broken record. I think there's a lot of like the same issues going on. It's like no one like Bethany won't talk to remote or Bethany won't talk to Sonia. Everyone's mad at Luann, and Luann's, like, in this weird relationship that no one believes, and, and Jules is, like, dying because she's too thin. And Carol is so... There. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Carol is present. Sort of. Like, do you remember the beginning of the season with Dorinda and John? I mean, that has been totally yeah, so erased. Many, like, no right, one... There were so many, like, super active moments where, like, shit was happening, and now I'm, like... It's a broken record, and everybody's the record. I mean, like, everybody's broken, yeah. and it's just not... I'm not getting anything and it's so weird I don't understand I feel like I I don't understand who's inserting themselves into the production in this way who's like steering the ship if that makes any sense like who's steering the bus because there was real shit happening and now it feels like people are just comfortable talking around stuff well what I'm okay so a couple things why what is the deal with Carol and Bethany? I mean, okay, so on Carol was on Watch What Happens Live after that the show. That was a weird episode of Watch What Happens Live. She last was night. not articulate, which was surprising she to me. She was not. She was like pensive almost. It was she was very flat. And when someone asked her about like her and Bethany being mean girls, she was like, "Well, that seems like really elementary, like eighth grade like language." And it was like, um, "Okay, then what? What the fuck? Are, like, what are you being?" Like, she didn't. <laughs> that, that was her answer, and I was like, "Well, that she doesn't." She was more offended by the question than interested in answering. And I feel like. I want an answer from her and why she is on the show and refuses to deal with Luann and why, and like, let me finish the thought because I feel like you're going to have a reaction to it. But I feel like when I watch (laughs) Bethany and Luann, I mean, I'm sorry, Bethany and Carol talk about Jules and her eating disorder, like when she stepped out of the room last night, 
like, first of all, they are both so observant of it because they both clearly have suffered with their own food issues. So they're both really observ. I think very observant of like, like Ramon is not commenting on what Jules is or isn't eating in the same way that Carol and Bethany both are. And I also think that if you're, what you're showing on television is your foster kitten and your relationship with someone about writing a book about your, uh, like, about being gluten-free or whatever the fuck it is, and you're refusing to talk about drama that happened last season and refusing to let story evolve, how are you going to push somebody down who has, like, a health issue? Meaning that, like, it's the same as, like, Lisa Rinna and, and Eileen coming on and pushing someone who is, like, listen, Jules came on the show, she signed up where she knew that the shift was going to be fodder for her storyline, but, like, it's irritating to me that, like, Carol and Bethany can protect a lot of things about their personal life and then push somebody else around and then be like, well, I'm not mean. I'm real. Like, what the fuck are you showing, Carol? Baby and Vinny? Um, <laughs> Jules has an eating disorder. Of course. Of course she does. <laughs> She's in the thick of it. Yes. It's obvious. She has said to at least Bethany, representing, I guess, Bethany telling everyone else, if not other people, including Carol, that she, the reason that Jules talks about it is because she wants people to hold her accountable. And then people talk about it because they want to make sure that Jules is holding herself accountable because it is a legit scary yes, health crisis. So I think it's more Jules's responsibility because if Jules didn't want them to be open in asking her questions, she never should have told them that they should feel welcome and comfortable in asking her questions. I don't think it's, I don't think what they're talking about is bad. I think that Jules obviously has a really fucked relationship with food as most people do in some way or the other. I mean, like as most people do in some way or the other. Yeah. And I I mean, Bethany's built an empire on being skinny, but she has never talked openly about having an eating disorder. Jules has. Jules said this week that she sees a shrink and also a therapist this week and, you know, has deferred her college education in the past for several years because of it. Like, she's had real shit about having an eating disorder. And then she seems horrified when people ask her or sort of comment on what seems well, to be an obvious... I mean, the shot of Jules biting into that pizza, not the calzone, but the pizza on that episode was not fun to watch. I mean, she looked like she was going to have a panic attack when she's putting Carol's vegan slice into her mouth. And the thing with, like, putting silverware in a measuring cup in the calzone. I really didn't understand what was happening, honestly. Bethany said, if she didn't say it, on the show, she certainly said it on social media while the app was airing, which was that the reason Jules was doing that was potentially maybe because she didn't want to eat the food she was making. So she made it into a show of like, this is what I'll do to be like a funny clown, but also so maybe I don't have to like eat this. I think that that actually had some validity. Like, she sure, was making I, a but show. Again, but again, I think that this is all like a lot of people having opinions about someone. Hold on, that, I, wait, let me yeah, finish. Uh, a lot of people having <laughs> opinions about someone's disease. Yes. People are allowed to have pe- uh, opinions about your relationship. So, like, it's the same thing. You sign up for a show, your life is fodder. Because, yes. So Carol has to deal with Luann. Yes. Bethany needs to not slut shame Luann and be held accountable for what she says. The yes. same way Jules is accountable for her eating disorder on television. Can I say two things to that? Yes, of I, course. I halfway agree with you. In the, to the extent that what you're saying is Jules has to suffer the punishment of of people talking about deep, dark shit in her life, which is part of the show. Why can't people do that about Carol and Bethany? Two-parter. 
I agree that people should be saying that same shit about Carol. And Carol has gone through that in last season with Luann saying like, oh, you're fuck up, blah, blah, blah. Aegis comments, blah, blah, blah. Like she has, Carol has had that happen to her. It doesn't have to happen every season, but she has experienced that. Bethany is in a different power structure with the producers of the show. Yeah. She cannot legally talk about her husband on TV. Like she can't. Sure. She can talk about the person she's dating, but she's refusing to. Exactly. Which is not fair. And I think as a result, Bethany, she's not... I think the season has turned very annoying because I feel like they are steering the ship, the two of them. I 100% agree, but they don't know what the fuck they're doing. From a producer standpoint, they are... Bethany's a great character. Carol is there for some reason. Yes. So I think that if Bethany focused on her zero fucks, blah, 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 we would be doing a... She would be in a better light this season. Like... The badge stuff, I really, if I never hear them talk about their lady parts ever again, I would be totally happy. I mean, I actually I, think that it's very it's, brave of like, or I don't know if brave is the right word, but like, I think that it's... That's an example of her being open. Bethany is, is right. showing that, and that that scene with her and Dorinda was like a real moment of like, Dorinda like, being a person and being like, I'll go with you. And, right. But I feel like Bethany's more comfortable showing that stuff than she is showing right. her relationship with this person that she's alleged, or allegedly was or is dating. Uh, you know what? sort of wish the scene with Bethany and Kevin her driver I was super depressed by that and it was kind of a downer moment for me because she's talking about how she has no family I mean her father obviously passed away a couple years ago which was shown on the show or on her spinoff I think on both sure her mother is alive but they have a super 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 strange relationship doesn't she have like a stepfather or that man she had a stepfather that she visited in florida last year or the year or like before uh, i think it was last, last year. year i don't know why she doesn't contact him that seemed to also be in a strange it relationship totally was a weird relationship, where she like circled yeah. back to him on camera to like apologize and seek an apology and both happened and then who knows if they ever spoke again but it makes me feel kind of sad. Like, she was indirectly talking about her ex-husband Jason's family. I don't know if you caught this moment. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I didn't actually I don't want them, catch it. I don't want her it. to be stuck with that. I didn't catch it the first time. I caught it the second, which I thought was super depressing. I mean, I don't know what her um, former, or actually current, because they're not actually divorced yet, what her parent-in-laws, um, what her relationship was like with them off camera but on camera they seemed genuinely like a dream grandparent to have for your you know baby and it makes me uncomfortable that she's in a position where she feels so isolated that her nightmare situation would be if something happens them getting like custody of Brent that whole thing just like honestly freaked me out a little bit because I'm thinking to myself I don't know if Bethany's ever learned the lessons of why she's alone right now some of this is outside of her control she had a mother who was like super narcissistic she had a father who I think was abusive she had a stepfather who admits that he he was abusive in some moments in her childhood she was like saw stuff with like her mom's like relationships with guys that wasn't healthy and that has made her become a fractured adult but I don't know how much responsibility she has taken for the fact that she has isolated herself because she doesn't have a big circle of friends which I think is a lifestyle choice she's in this really really nasty divorce with a man she chose to have a child with and she has to be thinking I would think listen I've never been married I've never been divorced but I would think at a certain point unless this person has been abusive to myself or my child that you should be doing everything possible in your power so that your child has two 
so that your child is surrounded by parents that may not love each other but love their kid enough to put the bullshit aside and she has been involved in a highly highly contentious divorce for a number of years and that's not only because of like financial stuff that's also because of shit that she said about him and like use the power of the press and he doesn't have that behind his corner so when she's going through what seems like a huge medical crisis there's a part of me i don't know if it's shitty to say but there's a part of me that's kind of gritting my teeth because i'm thinking like bethany some of this is kind of your fault not mm. getting sick but the fact that you don't have a lot of people in your corner right now like the fact that you call your friend who we've seen on camera as like your quote best friend which is fine who seems like a lovely woman terry who's like very sassy she has her driver who's paid she has her assistants who are paid she has her friend dorinda who's a lot who i love but is also paid her co-worker right who's a colleague and I just have to think, like, at what point do you say, like, how much of this is my fault for decisions I've made in being maybe a little bit of a, a isolationist Were you person? confused about why Carol seemed less, like, a part of her crisis? Because I, not like, I wasn't like, con like, I wasn't like, I just thought it was interesting. On camera? I was, thought it was interesting that, like, she wasn't. She didn't, she didn't totally know? And yeah, the dog party, she was sort of, like, seemed out of the loop last week. And then this week she didn't, I don't. I, was, I don't think they're. I think I, they're friends on the show and, right. and really and, they and are close. together internationally, but I think I don't Bethany know. keeps stuff really, really, really close, and I don't think that's healthy, and I don't think that's a healthy environment to raise a child. You and, love her so much. And <laughs> I love her so much, you guys. It's like, I'm like trying to strangle my own voice. <laughs> it's like, shut up, shut up, love her. <laughs> I'm just like watching someone speak about like their best friend who won't, is pushing so them out. I'm in so much pain. Um, badge is fine now, guys. Badge is fine. Um, it's just kind of sad to me. I think she's making, I think she makes really bad choices in her life and she only has herself to blame. And when she has legit crises that happen and she's upset that there's no one there, I mean, I have to say, like, look in the skinny girl mirror and understand why that is happening. I mean, she is, um, self-destructive I think she's self-destructive with people she's not self-destructive in business it's like she puts aside all the shit that she does and circles into her own little personal vortex she puts that aside in business overall and that's why she's highly successful mm -hmm. but she doesn't apply those same practices in the real world and that's not great I, and I think that's sort of also dragging down the ship with the show I mean the season just went from like I don't really can't think of another thing I have to say about this episode aside from like the Carol Bethany Jules thing was that like is this, it feels like this episode is like just continues to tread the same water over and over yeah, again. Yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot to say about Sonia except Sonia's done. Sonia's done. There's no she's not going to come back next season. I think that the reason that she and Luann are not spoken about in certain scenes and then they're filmed isolated has something to do with the behind the scenes shit of them doing a poor job of negotiating their contracts for the season. They're only paid when they're in a scene. And so in some instances, producers just might not invite them to stuff because it'll cost them less money. I mean, they have a different contract this year. I think that's affected stuff. I think that Bethany and Carol have gone out of their way to um, also isolate them from stuff in like a revenge scenario. I can't wait for this Palm Beach bullshit. I love that Luann is in charge. I don't think she should invite Carol. I love Luann. Okay, so I mean, I am very, I feel like I 
didn't realize that I am so Team Luann this season until that when we had Louis Peitzman on as a guest, and I was like going so hard for her. But I watched her before she's a housewife, <laughs> oh my God. and I think it's the best thing. I kept it forever on my DVR. It's the I, best hour of television I've ever seen. Okay, wait. So I didn't get through all of it because I was sort of exhausted by like the Pellegrino name dropping in the chalet. But I also couldn't believe that she's lived what is essentially an extraordinary backstory. Like, she's, like, really lived a crazy And, like, came from night. nothing and came traveled the world. Came from, like, fucking and then, like, and then when she moved back here with her family, because, and I loved, okay, there were a couple moments that I just loved, and I don't want to, be like, carry on about too much, but... No, do it. There were a couple moments where I just loved where she was talking, someone had said, you know, she had said that she gets asked a lot, like, if they didn't move back to the States... What Which, her marriage, And yeah. she was like, I don't know, because I was so unhappy. Like, she missed her family, she missed being around, like, her parents and her siblings, and I, and I thought that was such an honest answer, and I felt like she talked about her husband in such a, like, a loving, loving way. way. It was like, our relationship just kind of, like, expired, but, like, right. there's nothing but love there. Right. And, and he took care of her in the divorce, I'm sure. I felt like I saw, um, a side of her as a mother that was really, like, nice, that I felt like was different from the, the version we saw on the show, but, but, like... We got to see sort of other colors of her being a mom when they were younger. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then just like I thought the things that she said about the show were so complimentary. Like she said, it's like it's a fat photo album where I can see my kids grow up. And right. like, there's other women in it too, but you know, it's just. I also loved when she moved back to, New, um, to the States and became like a correspondent for like. And she would like be on the local news, like going to like, <laughs> like TJ Maxx or whatever. Like yeah. I was like so charmed by that because it's so. It's so ridiculous, but, like, I don't know. It felt like she has really, truly lived a life, and I was wondering, like, how many other housewives could do... They could do the... I'm sure that they will do another one of those specials, but I wonder who else has the rich backstory that she did. Can I just ask you a question? Um, understanding that she's had such a rich backstory, and she's lived so many lives, and she made an excellent choice in her first husband. I mean, really, the Count really was a great choice, and seems seemingly a great guy to have kids with, too. Like, mm -hmm. very loving. Why did she choose Tom? I don't understand I Tom. I think that maybe it's... Just... I think that... I can't even say stability. I, think, I, don't, no, I, I think, don't think it's stability. I think part of it is probably just, like, being older and, like, companionship. Alone. I think yeah. that, like, you know, I... Uh, yeah, I think that some of it is just, like, wanting to have someone to do things with and to have that companionship. And I think part of it is also that they're, like, both, like... It seems like they have a lot of, like, sexual chemistry and there's, like, a party element that, like, right. they like to go out and have fun together. So, like... If this person offered you companionship and also, like, you can, like, if sexual chemistry with them and can go out and, like, drink and dance with them, then, like, maybe that is the ideal, like, next partner. I see her relationship with Jacques, though, being so much more of a partnership than this shit with Tom. Maybe that's because we haven't really seen Tom on camera. Maybe it's because I knew he was stooping Sonia until, like, a half hour before he started dating Kara. Uh, no, the whole, like, his history with the other women is just really confusing. He's been a bachelor until 50 and now he's getting married two months in. Well, it's did you weird. see that thing about... I'm where, sure I did. Where was it? Was it on the show or was it that I read it somewhere that like the whole the Ramona... Maybe you told me this last week that Ramona like said that they went on like six dates or something but then like his ex-wife is a good friends with Luann and told her that he only like went out once with... What was that? I think it was a... Was that the E! Online? There was like an E.T. thing? I don't know you, if it was I believe on the you show. told me this. Yeah, I know. That I saw it somewhere. His ex-wife, he is good friends with her, and she told Luann that like he never... I think it was on the show. Maybe. Or maybe she said it on Watch... Was she on Watch... I don't know. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. The point is that I am like... I don't know the deal with Tom, and I don't understand their relationship totally. 
Um, I find it weird that the ex-wife is involving herself in this and not Tom directly. Don't you think that's a little bit of a bad sign? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. Love you know, it. I think that they're in love. Um, I. <laughs> I think that they're in lust, probably, because I don't think you can be in love with someone after 45 minutes. I mean, I really, I think that you can love aspects of them and maybe their body, but I don't, I don't think that that's true love. I think that that can develop over time. I mean, listen, she, Victoria the likes count, them. Okay. And <laughs> her son doesn't. So there you go. Um, I think that, you know, she and the count got married, what, after two weeks, she said? Something short. So, short right. Or time. like after 22 hours or something. Um, and they were married for several years, so it can work. I don't think it can necessarily work forever, but also they're older now, like they're in their 50s, so what does this even mean? To me, I feel like that even speaks more to like... It working for longer because they know who they are. Uh, yes, and I think that like, and yeah, I think you know what you want in a partner. Like, I feel like it's, you're like, well, I don't, this is not, I'm not looking for my great love. I'm looking for like this X, Y, and Z. I mean, listen, I want to believe in it because it would be more fun if I did, to be honest. I believe in I it. I have a lurking <laughs> that this is not that they're both well, if you, sort of forcing if I, this to happen and that it's not it's not terrific I don't know I feel if weird. I joined the I show I would be friends with Luann and support her marriage and you would push Carol out of the way and, and <laughs> I would jump in a job of Carol and force Luann <clears throat> to hire me as her event coordinator I also think we have a lot to say about the OC this week wait can I just say one more thing about New York of course I am super sad about Jules and Michael and I find myself really sad about the fact that she like may or may not have broken her cooch or whatever and she couldn't get her husband to like answer the phone when she's on her oh, way to the I hospital. And then she so has a sad. meltdown in front of Dorinda, who, by the way, is like the single best person to have a meltdown in front of, assuming that Dorinda is sober, because she was like, just let her talk, which I don't think many people allow her to. And the fact that she literally got home from the hospital after being there for whatever period of time, and her husband was like, Aren't you going to give the kids a bath? I mean, can you imagine being in that kind of relationship? That sounds like a fucking nightmare. Like, thank God they're getting divorced because I cannot imagine having that kind of, like, spouse who's just entirely self-involved. Entirely self-involved. Yeah. And there's no chance that they're going to get better. He no. just sounds like a dick. No, he sounds terribly out of, like, he does, and it sounds like he does nothing. There's no partnership there. No partnership there. No money there either from what we've read in the papes about what he does not actually have, which is money, which is a series, which is a cash pile of money. So who knows how this is going to work out with her with spousal support. But I do think that she needs something in her life. Less medication, number one, <laughs> judging by the contents of her strange. purse. That was strange. That was strange. And also the fact that she like wanted to get a cigarette right before the pizza, which I saw as being an appetite suppressant. And... The fact that she had all those pills, and I'm like, sweetie, you weigh like four, you do not weigh 115. You would have to be 10,000 feet tall to weigh 115 and look the way that you do, which is extremely, extremely scary, tiny, scary, scary. And how much did she say she weighed? 115. And you think that that's what? Too little? I think that's 15 pounds over what she weighs, and she's super tall. Uh, and that's what Carol tall. was saying. And Carol weighs like 95 pounds soaking wet. So, like, if Carol's saying what your your weight is bullshit, you're, you're saying a lot, then... Then there you go. But also, just and enough with New York, but as a coda, I, I, as Jules said, like, she doesn't want to think about how much she weighs. She can't, like, look at the scale because she'll have a panic attack. So, like, maybe Carol saying, even though she didn't say it in front of her, but, like, maybe, you know, maybe Carol saying to her, like, how much she weigh. If you know that this person has an eating disorder, like, and you know that there's a problem, maybe that's not a great idea to, like, bring in data. <laughs> like, maybe this isn't a person that's, like, 
secure and comfortable. And listen, and, uh, and like, I'm... To what speak a downer to, to speak, of New York. To speak to your point from before, which is like, Carol is allowed to say those things because Jules is on the show and like, that is how you create good TV. It's like, yeah. you're right. If in the real world, if my friend had an eating disorder, I might not ask them how much they weighed because that would be inconsiderate. But I, this is a, a, a pseudo friend and you're trying to create a television show. Right. So you're going to might ask those questions you wouldn't normally. However, like I said before... People should be allowed to ask Carol the hard questions and be like, why are you on this show? But genuinely, are there any hard questions to ask Carol? I mean, what it's, are it, hard it, questions? I mean, the question is... Why are you what, dating a child? Why are you still in this group of friends if you don't want to talk to Luann and like, be friends with us? Like, when, I think the question would be like, when will you grow up? Are you too... And also the shit that she said about Adam... When they went weird ice skating with Heather and her short husband. And that was so strange. And like the fact that she talked about Jules the whole time was strange to me. But yes, absolutely. But the, well, I think Heather was digging to like feel included in this year's class, shall we say. But the stuff about like, I'm uncomfortable working with my boyfriend. I mean, I think beep, beep, like that's signaling the beginning of the end. Because I don't think he's going to stay around if there's not a book deal coming out of this. I don't know what their relationship is. But sometimes like deciding to work together can be the end of a relationship, even if you have a dissolution of the business arrangement that's not a, you, it's hard to come back after that um let's talk about oc because i like yes. it a lot more than oh new york right now real quickly can we talk about um heather's dress tagline. shannon's <gasps> tagline because i think i like it more than what, i gave it credit it? for i i don't know if i wrote it down um but i it is oh, i just wrote shannon's tagline which is not helpful <laughs> um but it's something oh what the fuck is it it's really uh, I think we said it at one We point. did. We totally said them all last week, and I was sort of like, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, I'm not super impressed with any of them, but then I, when I was watching it again, I listened all over again, and I thought hers like, is, again, the best one of the OC. Oh, no, and I can't find it. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get to it later. I'm um, sure it'll come to us. It'll come to us. So the tagline that we don't remember was phenomenal. <laughs> um, the scene I'm of Shannon and David... At dinner together when they had like we just fucked eyes with each other <laughs> like their eyes were glistening they looked so in love they were flirting with each other I was so into it I was so into the fact that he gave her this like that shitty plastic necklace that cost at least at least $15.99 I mean like I just was so I, I was so happy her reaction to it she was like oh <laughs> thank you I mean it was like I was really, I was a hundred percent, I was a hundred percent into it. I really, I, I died. I died. Um, oh, okay. I don't know if this is right. Is this right? Yeah. Um, oh, Shannon Bedore's tagline, karma's a bitch, so I don't have to be one. That's funny. And I like, didn't really like give it any time to think about it last week. And then I was watching it this week and I was like, that's funny. Cause like, that's sort of her MO this scene is like, she... She's isn't going to be in, sit back and watch Vicky implode. Implode, exactly. It's exactly what I was going to say. It's so interesting. Like, who do you think is like the OC fan favorite in the way that like Nini or Bethany or Lisa Vanderpump sort of call the shots? Like, is it Vicky of this cast of the specific OC? It's so because people love Vicky, but people, people hate Vicky hate... in the way that like She's people super don't. Super dis- divi- divisive. Yeah, divisive? that's divisive. 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 I don't think that Bethany and Lisa Vanderpump have those sorts of. I don't think that that's as extreme. I think that, like, they are the clear, like, clear favorite of the cast. When I think about OC, it's like, Vicky's been there the longest. I think that she's, like, Auntie's favorite, but I don't think she's, the fans don't necessarily gravitate towards her. No, once she you, has her people, but. Once you help your ex and probably future boyfriend fake cancer on actual television, I think that positive negatives, your Q rating. She's so sad. <laughs> it's gonna go, mm, 
I no, think... no, no, I'm just saying, like, she's a sad person. Yes. I'm, not, I'm not feeling <laughs> sorry for her. I, I don't feel sympathy for her, but I just, like, I, like she's very sad, and that's I sad. I find myself getting extremely... <laughs> oh, God, Kelly's family is a whole <laughs> thing. Kelly's Guys, family Guys, how do people sign up for so... reality television? It is a big how thing. How do they sign up for reality television and then... Ex- her, her mother, who looks Wait, like... Wait, I'm dying because Damien's just pointing at <laughs> the screen with, like, a Christmas morning look. First off, I 100% had the haircut that Kelly <laughs> does on her head. Because a couple years ago, I went to my hair st- by that hairstylist at Frederick Fakai, and I said, I want the Katie Holmes alien haircut. And we ended with exactly what when Bobby, Bobby is giving you. <laughs> so I get a fun TBT throwback Thursday every time I see that. Did you relate screen. to Kelly's daughter? Um, pretend, <laughs> trying to get out of school and being like, my stomach hurts, my throat hurts, my, like, my, like, and her husband was really, like, connecting me. Yes, I, <laughs> I related to her in two parts. One, because as a nanny, I 100% had Kelly stance, which was like, you're going to school, like, <laughs> and I was a live-in nanny for a couple years for blah, 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 fill in the blank family, and there were moments where I was like, you're going to school because I need to have a break for a couple hours, and I know if you're going to fake being sick. I'm not leaving your $10 million apartment <laughs> for like a day. So I totally understood it. But as a child, I would put my thermometer on the lamp and like wait for it to get to like around like a hundred, even though sometimes it would be like 110. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> wow, you were slick. Down. What? You were really slick. Oh, I, I, mean, that, I was super slick. That's, like, that's, that's like TV show. I would 100% get the thermometer, put it on the lamp, wait for it to be hot enough, and then be like, oh. And your mother, Sweat. Toby, Sweat. was into it. <laughs> and then Toby was like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I don't think she ever knew I did that. But luckily, she doesn't know what a podcast is. <laughs> she thinks it's a video. So she will never know. Um, um, so I'm sorry. So we were talking about Vicky. And I was sort of asking if you think that anyone has the cachet that Bethany or Nini or Lisa do in the I OC. Don't, I think it's split between Vicky and Tamara. But they both have so many, like... But don't you feel like cool people that like Heather and Shannon? Because that's who I think that people like. I don't think people think enough about Heather. I think that people have developed a love of Shannon as I have. Like, honestly, the idea that Kelly this week was criticizing Shannon in any way made but what me did she say so about Shannon? that, like, Shannon was giving her, um, she wasn't using the judgy eyes thing because that had been used past. Oh, by she said Megan. that Shannon was kind of a bitch. Yeah, the, which I was like, bitch, you were using your weird Borscht Belt comedy jokes and saying, like, <laughs> USC meant University of Spoiled Children. Essentially, subversively saying, like, or subconsciously saying, I can't do words today, guys. It's too hot out. Um, but saying that Shannon had spoiled children. I mean, that was the joke, that USC is spoiled children. She has a USC sticker on her phone and allegedly doesn't know anything about her kids. I mean, like, when you make those kinds of dumb jokes, of course someone's not going to be like, oh, you're the best. Like, you don't... I thought it was dumb. I don't like it. I don't like anyone coming anywhere near Shannon. I think that she's gone through enough, and she's like, she is my queen. She's my queen S. Also, my queen SB on OC, and I don't appreciate it. Also, I think like it's different, but I'm going to compare it for a moment. Do it like the way alcoholism or eating disorders have been like fodder for reality TV, which seems really sad and like gross. I think Shannon's like affair was like very real in a way that like um, a lot it couldn't have been more real. And I don't think that a lot of other housewives have shown that same level of like 
um, transparency. So to me, she really has earned the right to call Vicky out and be like, you're an asshole because I, like, I lived my truth and it was fucking, like, people think she's... Right. People have so much to say about their relationship because she stayed with him because they aired it out on television. Right. And Shannon's like, they're, I mean, I don't hope that they're better for it. Who knows where they're, where they will be. They did that face, they did a Facebook Live video earlier last week. Yes. Um, and they seemed like they were going strong still and I was very charmed by them not knowing how to use it. So, like, I think they're so cute. They're, like, kind of fuddy-duddy together. But look, oh, my God, they just had a little preview of this scene of David looking at <laughs> Shannon. And, like, I just feel so much hope for them because they really went through the shit. And they went through it together. And they came out on the other side. And it's like, fuck you, Vicky, for attacking Shannon on social media and saying she wasn't a good friend and you never want to be your friend anymore. You don't deserve a friend like Shannon Bedore. Shannon Bedore stuck up for Vicky until the very end and was asking questions to protect her. Vicky's idea of friendship is someone being silent and like aiding and abetting. That's what she wanted. She wanted friends to bring her casseroles stocked and filled with bullshit. She wanted people not telling her the truth. And when people did and she found out that she was on the losing end of what the truth was, she continues to... Um, she, she continues to evade true responsibility. She says, I want to apologize to these women, but she doesn't actually, because apologizing means I'm apologizing for doing X, Y, and Z, which maligned your characters and um, uh, protected only my relationship with a man who is a liar. And for her to do what she's doing now, which is going on social media and saying, didn't you see that statement from Brooks where he said, like, I never protected him? You want us to believe a man who lied about his cancer records and also actual disease and say, oh, we believe that part of him? Like, are you completely insane? And when she's like, I'm focusing on my business now because it was affected, of course it was affected. You have what was, and I assume still pretty much is, a thriving insurance business where people have to be able to have faith in you. When you go on a reality show and you knowingly hide the truth of this horrible, awful man and attack other people and your friends and then cover it up. I mean, I don't think she was, I don't think she was complicit from the beginning of his lying through the end, but I do think she helped him cover up the truth. I do think she intentionally um, hid when she found out that she was lying or her own in herself saying like Vicky something's wrong and yeah if that's going to affect your business then and you work in like a healthcare field yeah then that's that's really your fault that's not anyone else's it's really and truly her fault and the fact that what seems to be happening this season is I think she's going to be okay with these ladies and then ultimately shit's going to hit the fan she will never truly understand how they were affected I think that's bullshit and I'm 100% team Tamara and Shannon and Heather on that I really am I'm 100% and Megan and Megan King Evans, who I uh, try to forget. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, she's me. still in good standing with me because of how she took Brooks down. So like, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, still yeah, on yeah. her side right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, you know what's interesting? You, I thought you made a really interesting point, which was that Shannon was a good friend in the end, and that she kept asking questions and trying to like be on Vicky's side to right. understand it. And I so in my day job where I deal with reality personalities, similar like similar but not. Um, I forget, like I talked, spoke with one of them the other day and they were talking about how they don't know what the other women are. are was it Jill Zarin? <laughs> it was not. But it's like you, that these women don't know what else they other, they don't know what the other women are filming in their own lives to say, to say. Oh, that, that's true. And I, you forget that when I you're watching because that. it's like you watch and you see like, oh, these people are at lunch and these people are at dinner and then you see this person with their husband and like, 
But you forget that as a, we see the some of the parts, we don't we see, see it all. Right, and they can only really see they only see where they are or what they're moments. told. Right, one hundred percent. So the fact that like Shannon really did like that speaks to Shannon as a friend on camera, but also like that she was asking those questions because Off she was. Camera. Or, or on camera because she didn't know what was happening between right. Vicky and Brooke oh, separately. Yeah. And she was just sort of like, what's happening, what's happening, what's happening, to be like, be accountable, remember, like, what this is going to look like, who you're going to look like, what you're going to look like, what is the deal. Right, and there was also legitimate confusion last season because um, Vicky was telling different things to different people, which she owned in part on the reunion where she's like, well, maybe I fibbed about that. Fibbing is, is lying. You lied to different people about different stuff. And if we are understanding that the bottom line of this is this person is not ill, then for you in any way this season to say that these people are are in some she way... She wanted casseroles. She wanted casseroles. That was the coolest like, callback and, that they did. Right. Episode, <laughs> they showed her at the reunion being like, the casseroles? I think it's bullshit and I think it's unexcusable. And I'm really sad that she still has not realized that she needs to really like... You know, if people, what's that whole line that Heather said to Alexis a couple seasons ago? If everyone's telling you you're dead, it's time to lie down. I think that this is the season where Vicky needs to fucking lie down and just understand for her own. I mean, she's what, 60, whatever, 50, whatever. She still has time left on this earth in which she could become hopefully a better person. I think now is the time. If not now, then never. Speaking of better people. Ryan, Tara's <laughs> son, is on screen right now. That was a downer. But who knew that when you meet someone on Instagram, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be together forever. Hashtag divorce is coming. I mean, actually, they were never married. No, they weren't married. They just had a baby. I mean, I feel like it's sad. I I've met know. people on in social media. <laughs> yeah? Uh-huh. It's gone well. I'm single. Wait, okay. What? Okay. Twitter. Wait. What does that mean? So you, okay. Go on I feel like, I feel like Twitter is probably the best medium. I don't know if it is, but sure. Wait, so what happens? So someone like DM'd you? Well, there was like a Twitter conversation that turned into a DM and then I <gasps> Oh, that's kind of sexy. I have. I don't know why it is. Yeah. I spent too much time on Twitter. So, wait a second. So someone followed you, you followed them. It's romance, guys. And then DM started and then you met up for drinks? Yes. And then was it ever a fully fledged relationship? No, no, no. It never like really went beyond that. But um, but I'm just like into the idea of meeting people on all forms of social media. I mean, he's a totally legit person and very sweet and kind. And and in, we named in the Hamilton, show after and, him, and, and, Andy Cohen, and in Hamilton. What? Yeah, it's cool, right? Oh my God, Lee Manuel! <laughs> <laughs> um, it doesn't matter. Um, but we're so, gonna talk about house seats. Like the choice for Kelly to go out to lunch with Vicky. Now, like, let me ask you this: like, producers. Yeah. So here's the thing: it's like they're like, who will eat with Vicky? Nobody. Okay, <laughs> Kelly. It well, is. Well, is that what it is? Because like, when you're the new girl, like, can you say I don't want to do this? I know you can't. No, the producers are like, you're gonna fucking drive to wherever the fuck Vicky lives, and you're gonna take her to lunch, and. That is the scene for the day. And Vicky's like, great. This I haven't, you know, alienated this person. She has to, Vicky has to like Kelly. She has no other choice. Otherwise, there is no show. Because Vicky is unwilling to own up to the shit that she has done to these other women. And they're unwilling to back down. So her only hope for friendship is in Kelly Dodd. So if you're, so if you are Kelly... You're you, totally happy to do it. Right, of course. But then, she is the grand dam, grand dom. Oh my god, why can't I talk today? She's the grand dom of OC. <laughs> but how do you know 
like how do you negotiate your like quote unquote friendship with Megan and and knowing that the other women like how do you deal with that because you are well, instantly aligned. You don't deal with it well. <laughs> as we saw at the end of the episode. I mean, I'm just like I'm trying Megan to... looked like she was gonna have a heart attack when she. But like they don't you? They had to know that was coming. That they had to know that whatever new cast member was brought on, that the producers would try to align the person with. Sure, Vicky. but I'm sure that they also thought it's so obvious that this person has seen the show before that Vicky is a garbage person. So it'll be pretty easy to bring her on over to the light side. And and uh, Kelly is like, no, she seems great. Blah blah blah. And <laughs> She's Kelly's making a choice. I they, there have been intimations that uh, Kelly's cray cray, which <laughs> by all accounts I agree with. I'm sure. I mean, she's she does wear like a, she wears a bold lip in the morning to get her daughter ready for school. <laughs> does, or, I mean, but I, I will say that I, think, I am wearing a bold lip at this moment. I do. So. Think, I did like though that she was sort of like people can say whatever the fuck they want about me, but I'm a good mom because and I believe that. Like I believe that she's absolutely bonk. Oh, bonkers. thank God she was there. Otherwise, her child would be kicked out of school in like the fourth grade. <laughs> She's like, do you want to repeat the fourth grade again? <laughs> I was like, oh my god, Kelly, I love you. Um, <laughs> so like, yeah, if you're Kelly, you really can't. There's like, there's nothing to do. I mean, I guess you could go to lunch with Vicky and then, and then tell the other women that like Vicky's garbage, and then it gets back to Vicky, and Vicky's like, well, you're two times. Like, I just feel like that's a really interesting place to be to be the new person when everybody else yeah, is against one person. Yeah, and pick a side, and you're picking the minority. I mean, that's a real but choice. But did she have a choice? Because if she didn't... Sure! She could go to she could go to lunch with Vicky and then not necessarily side with Vicky in conversation with these women. She could say, like, I'm open to everyone and, like, tell me your thoughts. I don't think she was that receptive. I think she only backed down when Tamara started to cry about the fact that she hasn't seen her child in two years, which that's, is super depressing. The Tam- Tamara's she went to the, I mean, it's like the Bethany School of Divorce. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a great place for the kid, even though Tamara seems interested in, like, bringing them all together. Um... So let's, okay, I mean, let's talk about, for me, one of the most shocking reveals. Oh my god, I really hope you're about to say what I had to watch over and over and over again. Oh, I watched it over twice because I was confused, but that that Kelly and her husband were (laughs) almost divorced, but they got back together, basically because, like, he was making it complicated, and she was like, alright, let's get back together. (laughs) And then, he was such an asshole! And then, then, and then it informs the beginning where he is speaking to their child and basically telling the kid to do whatever that she wants. Right. Like, it, it is illuminating. It is like he takes, narcissism. He takes care of Kelly's... 101. He takes care of Kelly's mother and brother and... I mean, like, you know, he provides right. a home for them. Yeah. And then he probably is a reason that she can live the way she does and that their child can. A hundred percent. But, like, she doesn't love him and basically admitted that on TV last night. And Shannon was like this... You can see my face. It's, I'm doing a Shannon Medor. Your Shannon's reaction was sort of like, eh? Uh, oh. And then, like, the, the cutaway was like, I was like waiting f- to figure out how that was like, if it was slowed down, if it was like purposely cut. I'm sure it was. But then, like, Shannon's interview just being like, she's just not answering. Like, like I asked her if she loved him and she's just not answering. It was a real curveball in like the last five minutes of the episode. <laughs> she's talking about. Um, yeah, I went through like a similar thing when I was getting a divorce. The women's reactions sort of slow down when their like brains are like divorce, divorce, divorce. Yeah. Megan had no idea what the fuck was going on. And then she goes, and then they went, oh, so Michael isn't the father of your, isn't yes. the biological father. She went, no, he is. We were going to get a divorce, except he essentially was such He's an asshole. He wouldn't allow her yeah. to get Vile, divorced. Yeah. Or he wasn't allowing her maybe some sort of like spousal support kind of thing. Like he was more interested in paying the lawyers, blah, blah, blah. And I also got in 
engaged during that time. What? And then Oh my god, I forgot she said canceled that. Canceled the engagement and the divorce and I'm staying married to this person. So you love him. Me? No, I'm I mean, saying like like I'm saying like that oh, was Shannon's reaction was like, so you love so him. So you love <laughs> just like I'm gonna help you out of this. Like that's what Shannon was doing. Yes. Shannon was being a good yes. friend. And oh, I love Shannon. <laughs> like, I'm like I clapping Shannon. for her. Because like Shannon's like trying to protect her, and this fucking woman doesn't get it, and she's like, I mean, I'm kind of into Kelly. Like, I'm kind of into Kelly because like, oh, Kelly's gonna bring it. They've got Kelly's gonna I be think like, doing a better job of Kelly casting. Kelly Ben Simone of OC. She's gonna be cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. It's interesting. Like but better, but I think better. they've been doing a, a good job of casting like Erica Jane Dorinda. Um, I think Kelly so far, like they're great. And then like I'm not Jules I'm not great. sold on Jules. Like I think that there's potential for her like sadness, but like it's not fun and that to me I don't think Jules came across as sadness. I think sometimes producers get confused when they think that someone that's bubbly and kooky is gonna play well on TV. But Jules isn't naturally kooky. No, Jules, she doesn't read as any of those. To no, me she reads she, as sad and I don't care. Well she presents herself as a kooky Asian Jew. And <laughs> I think that producers are like, This'll be different because they they fucked up with the Heather and Bethany together thing. So I think they went in a different direction that she would be a different flavor. And the flavor that she is is like chemically sweet and zero calorie. I mean, like Unless, she's a stevia. Do you think that's something crazy? You told me that there's a rumor that she and Bethany. There get is a, a rumor that she gets into it with Bethany in the trip to Florida, but I don't know what that would be about. I wonder if she. I mean, Jules is saying this whole thing about how Bethany is critiquing her personality and stuff in ways that I didn't see on camera. Like she, when she was having a meltdown to Dorinda and I think that probably, she probably just gets more and more ramped up, aided a little bit by Dorinda and probably explodes on Bethany at some point. I assume it's about that. I really don't know what the topic is. I think that, I don't think she's as ideal a casting choice as her lady Shannon Bedore or Erica Jane. Dorinda. You know, or Dorinda, 100%. Kim Fields was another real dud, like a really bad choice. Kim Fields, I think they relied too much on the fact that she was a name. Like, I'll put name they, in they, quotes they, with an asterisk. I think that they thought it would be, like, a good replacement for, like, Nene because they thought it was, like, an, a really well-known actress who could be, like, funny and but also had, like, right. clout. I think that she thought she was the character she portrays on TV. And in reality, Kim Fields is, like... Just a, a super mellow, super mellow, anti-drama, sort of strange, quiet woman. Right, which is like you might like woman. her better as a real person, but she's yeah, not. Yeah, she she's seems not like fun. someone to like go to tea with or church, but yeah. she's not like a person that can really get into the mix with the likes of Portia. I yes. mean, that's a different, and Phaedra even maybe. Yeah. That's a different. Um, I'll be interested to see how yeah. Atlanta, like if they decide to just kind of like return to people that we all know and do like a. OC sort of thing where they just like have like the yeah I think they're probably gonna keep everybody maybe they'll bump um, Portia back up to a regular no, cast member she was regular this past season no I think she was friend up she was friend up this season after she got oh and then she got bumped so she was bumped back back up I think oh. I kind of think that she should get bumped down because I think Sheree should get bumped up oh 100% Sheree needs to be I feel like it should be Sheree Nene, Nene Candy be, Phaedra I don't know if Candy I don't think Nene should be a regular I think Nene should be a friend of unless she brings it I think Nene is so above it and it comes across on camera and she's not invested in being active and I need her to like play the game or I like herself. Mean, Lisa Vanderpump does the same thing and you're cool I'm with not it. not the same thing, guys. <laughs> not the same thing. Um, so we are watching OC in the background, which just sort of shows you where our allegiances are. It's much more in Orange County than it is in the city in which we live. I mean, I, 
I... Why does... So, why did Megan decide it was... Like, I'm into the scene where Megan's talking to Kelly on the phone and she's, like, dressed like Carmen Sandiego and her, <laughs> her like, hair is blowing into her mouth and she's oh sort of like... God. Wait, you did... Like, this is where she finds out that Megan went to lunch. She warns Megan, Kelly, not to get close to Right. Vicky. And Kelly's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, you're talking, uh-huh. Um, I... I we're we're watching in the background and the whole scene of Vicky and her sad little business where she's like trying to make money again. It, it made me kind of uncomfortable. It just made me uncomfortable because she was obviously a little frantic and like the back to biz of it all. It just sort of I don't know. I don't trust her. I want to trust Vicky. Vicky has moments where she's like legit and she's funny and she's sassy and she like gets a little crazy, but I don't like the choices that she's making and I'm sort of offended by them because I think that she needs to respect the viewers more, if not her castmates, and saying like, I fucked up, I need to own up to this. And the fact that she really is choosing not to, I find offensive. I really do. I find it offensive. I'm not happy with it. Not happy with it. Not happy with that atrocious low cut blue dress that just. I I mean shows I just, all the I have to say like I feel really. Part of me is like annoyed that New York is getting crappy, but I really feel very grateful that OC is on. The OC is on. Oh but, my god, I'm so because grateful. OC is always my like least aside from Dallas is my least like I sort of like peripherally have always watched OC, but like it's the one I've been, always been least invested in. Oh, it gives you a lot. There've been a lot. There's been a lot of shit that's happened in OC over the years. It also a I guess it's the oldest. It has so much. Like, there's such a well of, like, people. Like, the canon yeah. is... Oh, is, huge. Um, what do you think about... I was actually trying to think about... Okay, so... Oh, God, I'm so glad I remember this thought because I didn't write it down. But, okay, they just showed Gina in a flashback. And, and this is what made me think of this. Which is, like... Okay, so, like, this is a reality show. And, obviously, it's highly produced as... Um, what's her name? Shiri Appleby tried to... Oh, my out, God! Um, ...watch What Happens Live. And, and like, Andy Cohen had a panic and attack And him and Carol camera. both, like, stuttered and how to, like... They were like, oh, we couldn't make up this stuff. And Carol was like, I wish people wrote our lines for us. And it was like, and Shiri was sort of like. So Shiri Appleby, who's the star of a show called Unreal that like turns the, the turn, pulls back the curtain on The Bachelorette, said on camera on a live episode of Watch What Happens Live that she thought um, uh, Housewives of New York was as highly produced as a bachelor type, um, as show. A bachelorette type show. And Andy and Carol both had legit shocked freaked out looks on their faces and I've never seen Andy Cohen give that kind of look before ever it was cool because what's her name because Shiri said something like do you guys each have your own producers and Carol was like I just I wonder if that's what <laughs> we look like staring immediately and um because Shiri was like if it seems like you do it seems like that because she, she was referring to what, what was the scene that they had shown was somebody like in someone's closet wasn't it I don't even remember. And she was like, oh, that seemed like something where someone had said something to one person. It could have been any scene in the show. It was so cool. Um, So what I was going to say is, do you think that because they're, you know, they really want it to be as real as possible in order for people, the fans, to be able to, because fans want it to be real. They don't want these to be produced storylines. So when you, I was wondering, like, when I was watching Kelly go to lunch with Vicky, I was wondering, do you think that they really try to get Gina to come back full time to be... Vicky's person so that it wouldn't feel forced so that it wouldn't feel like oh Megan's friend is now friends with Vicky and now of course Megan and Shannon and Heather are not going to be and Tamara are not going to be okay with Kelly doing that but like Kelly was probably forced to go to lunch by producers and as a new cast member she really can't turn down scenes so she says yes so she either plays it like she aligns herself with Vicky or she tells the other women she doesn't align herself with Vicky and then comes across as like kind of two-faced on television because Vicky's like, well, you went to lunch with me. Or they could have brought someone in who has history with Vicky and is like, 
oh, if Gina is the person, then it's like not weird if Gina is Gina and Vicky versus the other women because there's a friendship there. I don't think they're ever going to commit to Gina being a true. Why do you think that they would never consider? Her I don't bag? think she would bring enough. I think that she's sort of like too much like the older generation. She is like the iPhone too. Like she she mm-hmm. has experience. She understands she was there at the beginning, but I don't think her life would be a good fit with these women's lives now. I think you get enough of that sort of with Vicky, even though Vicky's a freak show. I mean, I think I don't think that she would be a good Do you think that fit. Vicky has any old friends who are housewives that they, they try to woo to come back to be like on her side? Gosh, to I me, that's really as a to me as like a, per, a, producer, a, a, a digital right. producer, and it, like, if this is my job, and I was, Damien just gave a little sassy head. <laughs> like if that was my job to do this for like a living, I would have thought like, how can we get one of Vicky's real friends, preferably someone that the fans know, to yeah, vouch for her? I think that's a hundred percent an interesting tactic that they may have tried, and what they might have come up with was the people that would vouch for Vicky that are her true friends are not good fits for reality TV this many seasons in to OC. If this had happened early on, mm-hmm. it would obviously would have been a much different show. Um, because who was, like, was Vicky was friends with Gina? Was she friends with, she, like, her and Lynn had that whole, was Lynn was the one she had the whole huge falling out with? No? Because Lynn said that she had a threesome and it was ended up being Vicky's sister. And they No, were, that wasn't Lynn Curtin. That was, um... It wasn't? Who was it? It was Lori Peterson. Oh, my God, who used to work with her, right? Right, whose son is now a murderer. Well, right. attempted murderer. Attempted right. murderer. Okay. Anyway, I thought that was an interesting, like, I, I, I was swirling that around in my brain when I was watching it, and I wrote the note down about, like, Kelly, why did Kelly go to lunch with Vicky to bring that point up, but I totally forgot, which was, like... I think she was the only option, and I think that they're going to have Gina around so that Vicky has someone to talk to who's probably familiar with You think Gina will come back again? I think probably. I don't see why it does. It's not a bad thing for Gina to come back if she doesn't, like, 100% insert herself in. And Gina has a habit of always choosing the sides of, like, the worst possible people, <laughs> like Simon. It's like me, though. It's like the underdog, you know? <laughs> It's not really the underdog. It's usually like the man, and <laughs> I guess that works for Vicky too. I mean, she was like on Simon's side when things are getting really icky. She was on her abusive ex-husband's side, oddly enough, and was still like protecting him well after he should have like moved out of their marital manse. I mean, she, if Gina's saying like this person deserves another chance, there's a pretty good percentage that that person in fact is not mm-hmm. like if you do the opposite of what gina says you'll live a good life you'll live like a healthful life but she's also you know she's someone that viewers are comfortable with she has had the experience of being a former housewife i don't see her coming back full time anymore i just don't think she's the type at this point the the franchise has changed way too much like Tamara has done an excellent job of adjusting alongside of it and like reinventing herself but that's pretty much it um, I, I kind of think that's, All right. that's kind of it. Can I just ask you a random question? Mm-hmm. And it's just sort of been like bubbling in my, in my brain. So did you watch the OC seasons when Tamara and Simon's marriage was falling apart? I didn't really. Okay. So before that happened, there was this whole ongoing thing with Tamara's relationship with her, um, garbage son, Ryan, mm-hmm. where Simon, when Tamara and Simon were still quasi, quote unquote, happily married, which is to say unhappily married, but not filing for divorce at that point, um, Ryan would ask for stupid shit or Tamara would spoil her spoiled child, rotten son. And Simon would say over and over again how unacceptable it was. And I was kind of team Simon in that, in that isolated incident, mm-hmm. because Simon was right in saying, Ryan is almost a grown adult. Now he's 100% a grown adult. He needs to pay for his own shit, whatever. So Tamara says on and on again about how that's one of the things she like hated about Simon. Tamara then marries Eddie. Eddie seems to, because he is an adult person with a brain, 
saying you do not spoil a grown adult with a family. Eddie was against Tamara giving $8,000 for Ryan and his now unfamily family to move back to the OC. Eddie says he's a grown adult. He needs to support his family. Uh, Ryan needs to support his family. This was a fake loan. This was ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. So Tamara finds herself in a situation where the person that she is married to is saying the same thing about how to properly parent your child. I wonder if she's going to, do you think she understands that like the message is still the same? Does she have as much blame for Eddie saying it since she has more respect for him seemingly than Simon? Like, did she remarry the same person? I mean, Simon was, I don't think she did in the sense that Simon was like very much, um, interested in a traditional family, mm -hmm. which Tamara is not a traditional wife mm -hmm. and Eddie is less interested in that, but he does still have the same opinions about her son. I mean, I wonder if she'll take any of his advice mm, since it's being presented no. by a husband she respects. No, right? I don't think so. I think that she's blind. She's blind. I think, it. And I think that it's, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure that I don't have children. I'm sure that there's a challenge there and like you want to just... And like, I think, yeah, and I think a part of it is the fact that she had him so young. And I think so that she's, she was yeah, and I think... Huge that, concessions. But I think that I don't think she'll listen to Eddie. Yeah, I just, I think there's some warning bells there. I hope they don't do a deep dive into the whole thing with Ryan and his... I don't care. ...ex-girlfriend Sarah, because I think it's just kind of sad and pathetic. I just think it's just sort of depressing. They're like yelling at each other and using social media to do it and... That's just kind of weird when you're in the public eye, even if you're not like a paid cast member on a reality show. If you're in that supporting role and you have a child with someone, I don't know, it just makes me feel kind of sad. make everything real and sad. Right. And that's too real. It's yeah. too real for this kind of TV. It's like, it's just, it's too much. It's, yes. It's, it's too much sadness for me. I need a little bit more light. Um, can I bring up one more point that mm -hmm. killed me from the episode? When Heather and Dr. Dubrow are on vacay in, where were they? They were in Turks and Turks Caicos, and, allegedly. Turks and Caicos, right. <laughs> like, it was weird because we were talking about this before um, when we were getting ready for uh, today. And the fact that the signage kept saying beaches, which I assumed meant sandals. So I was like super confused with the kind of resort I, they I had. honestly just did not pay attention where they were. And then I was very confused when I read the description and said Turks and Caicos. Right. It didn't, it just felt like a weird island with beautiful i mean i would go there tomorrow who am i kidding um but there was a moment where dr jabro was talking about the fact that he doesn't feel in any way bad about the limited amount of time he has with his children which i felt so sad for heather in watching that Wait, scene. what did he say he was legitimately legitimately saying i don't feel bad about the fact that i i'm not around a lot i wonder how he would have felt how he felt watching that episode. I was actually surprised the lack of um, self-awareness that he had in that moment where he could say on camera, understanding that for years and years he has said to his wife on camera, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a more present father, I'm gonna be a more present father, to say on camera, I don't feel bad about not being around for my kids' childhoods. I think that's like super depressing. And we have new girl Kelly talking about how her husband is a, a legit narcissist, a 7.30 whatever tested narcissist. For Heather to have to see her husband say that he's like totally okay being a shitty father, I think that's super sad. And yeah. if the if your full time parenting is only available when you're on a tropical island, I mean, I think that's sort of a problem. I know that he's obviously he's great at financially providing for his family, but I do think it's sort of 
depressing if you have four kids and you're like, it's totally fine that I would choose filming a TV show over being with them. I mean, he's on at least two, if not three. I think Botched is getting like a new version of something where they travel or whatever the fuck. I don't actually watch it, but I watch Botched. I can't. It's so I, weird. It's so, I, I have I a line. Episodes, like, I have my, a like, line. It's like my do laundry, clean the kitchen. So. I can't do it. I find it really strange, and the people on it. I don't ever. I don't think I've ever seen a full episode. I've only Did seen. Did you ever clips. Used to watch the Swan Terry Dubrow's original reality show? No, because I thought it was really sad, it's so sad that, that they it's were turning wonderful. like ugly people into plastic people. You that watch weren't. It. It's ter- I don't think it's I can terrific. do it. I don't think I'm strong enough. Um, I just kind of thought this whole thing was was not. I don't think it was great. I don't think it was. Yeah, it was, Terry obviously wants. A little, like he he loves working. He likes fame. He likes being on television. He likes fame, but he likes fame so much yeah. that I think he's only really comfortable being in the act of uh, of of becoming more and more famous. And I think at some point, family needs to insert itself. I just think it was like a little bit of a downer moment on what looked like a lovely family vacay with a private butler. Who I would also want to put in my luggage, as Heather suggested. I would be a hundred percent into that. But overall, it was a great week for those. See, I was happy to be there. Interested to see um, how, how the, crazy how, Kelly gets. And I'm interested to see how crazy the OG from the OC falls. I don't think it's going to... I don't think it's going to... I don't... I don't know. I guess we'll <laughs> I see. I think that we will see. I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be a downward spiral, but probably um, produce with a little bit more love than what's been going on in uh, Midtown East. We love you, Vicky. <laughs> Vicky, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> the test came back and they're negative. <laughs> okay, they're negative. On that note, guys, um, have a great 4th of July. And have we'll some cocktails. See Not you. Skinny girl. Here.